Brogan, I, I think it's time that this podcast has had a bit more culture injected into it. Uh, like through needle or what? Uh, uh, through a man with an accent. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> what kind of accent, though? Uh, well, well, I found one out in the street. Now I'm not. I don't really have an ear mm. for accents, um, but I think this is of of uh, the northern stacks variety. <laughs> It better not be Steven. I'm just kidding. I love Steven, but I hope it's Jack. Is it Jack? Yeah, we got the act it's me. of stats. It's act. It's it's the latter half. It's the uh, it's the accented oh. half, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm the one with the accent. Interestingly, I'm only just now realizing we've gotten both stacks hosts for fighting games. What was Steven on for? Of War of the Monsters. Oh yeah, yeah, the kaiju battler. Yeah. That was also, not to spoil this episode, not that great. Well, <laughs> I, I can uh, Excuse your whole mouth. <laughs> all right, let, let's, let's, let's talk about Jack, all right? He's the guest. It's um, me. Jack, J- tell us about yourself. Well, I was born on the 23rd of December 19... 19- no, I, I'm Jack. Festivus? I am a, <laughs> a Festivus for the rest of us. I'm Jack. I am on a podcast with mentioned pre-guest Stephen. Uh, I am a music producer and audio engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, I make music. I make music for podcasts. I make music for your podcast. I made your theme. I um, and yeah, I host a movie podcast with Stephen called The Stacks, uh, The Stephen and Jacks, about movies and other random things that we want to talk about that day. Now that I think about it, is there a single podcast on the Twin Geeks Network that you didn't do the theme for? Uh, yes, the Spoiling Things podcast, and I hate them for it. <laughs> is that right? Okay. My bitter rivalry now, because they did not they did not consult me, so now I, I refuse to listen. <laughs> because as we know, I Damn. am slowly taking over the Twin Geeks with my uh, media empire. So Yeah, yeah. So as far as like... So you're in music production. You just uh, had your mm. album, Ten, uh, ten Second yeah. Beats is what you I, publish under. Yeah, I go under, yeah, yeah. Uh, ten Second Beats, uh, plug myself already. You can find me on all the platforms. Uh, yeah, so I make music on the side of like my freelance job, which is making audio and uh, effects and uh, music for all sorts of different productions, podcasts, and television and web series and things like that okay but what about what about video games would you ever do a video game you know what i've i've never actually worked on a video game and it's something i'd love to get into there so i studied at university uh, i studied music production at university and there was this thing called game jam with the uh game development course but Mm -hmm. i never actually got involved with that and slightly regret that now because i think that would be a fun little project so any video game developers uh hit me up (laughs) are there any like games that specifically influence your work because you're a little you're a little more jazzy a little more bluesy with your music mm. so yeah i was trying to think about this earlier because um like my gaming history that influenced my music is a very interesting tangent to go on because like immediately i was drawn to the pokemon soundtracks especially like mm. gen 2 and gen 3 in terms of like what they're doing with their melodies and harmonies so you like that, horns like, <laughs> Yeah, Gen 3, the Hoenn horns, absolutely. Even in that Game Boy Advance style, I love the sound of those things. Uh, like, Crash Bandicoot 1, uh, I think, has a fantastic soundtrack and sound design in general. Uh, interesting, like, experiments with rhythms and drum timbres, and it's just, like, really environmental. I really like that one. 
And when I was first really getting into music production, it was around the same time as a little game called Minecraft came out. And I think the soundtrack to that is very formative for me, like a balance of ambient and progressive electronica um, from C418 when that first launched. I was uh, I was mad about that yeah. album. That's yeah. that's very good. Int- good shit. That's very mm. interesting because I remember when they announced uh, Steve for Smash, people were like, "Well, what music is he gonna bring?" And I was what? I was pumped for them to do like the just <laughs> the raw like audience yeah the, the please <laughs> just like the very tranquil <laughs> sort of nice environmental but music they <laughs> pulled from minecraft story mode and like other spin-offs oh, I, which, I, very I disappointing yeah, i wanted to smash to the cracked record <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes that that sounds like the dream they, sakurai didn't have the courage unfortunately <laughs> but you're not much of a uh, a gamer right jack at least not these I, days I, I dabble I dabble. Yeah, I think a lot of my time is spent either replaying old games that I loved as a kid, just sort of like as this comfort, nostalgia thing. Uh, it's very rare that I'll pick up new titles these days, just because I, I just I know I won't sink as much time into them. Mm. On the rare occasion that something new comes out that I I like really really into, I'll end up buying it like a year later, just <laughs> for price. <laughs> so like I'm kind of keeping up with the Pokemon games. Uh, I kind of keep up with like JRPGs from time to time. I'll buy like sports games just because they're quite fun and easy to play. And when Overwatch 2 came out, that unleashed something in me. This nostalgia for a game I, I didn't even remember loving that much. So I've been playing a lot of Overwatch 2. <laughs> Who are your mains? My mains are Moira and May. Uh, I like uh, I like supporting with Moira. And uh, I think May is an easier sniper to use. <laughs> and I like annoying people with ice. So. I, I, yeah. Well, they took She's away her ice in two, didn't they? She can't freeze. No. Oh, she can't freeze, but she, I can still like throw down massive pillars of ice blocks and annoy everyone. But, I see. I see. Were yeah. you one of those that, people that... that would put a wall right oh, in front yeah. of the entry, the spawn? Yes, of course. No, I hate those people. <laughs> uh, I wish ill on them, but no, I'm a I'm a team player, uh, so I usually go for Moira in terms of like a support and attacking role in equal measures. Okay. Yeah, no, you say you play like uh like JRPGs. Did you play Dragon Quest Eleven? I did play Dragon Quest Eleven. It's oh, one yeah. of those games that was on sale on Switch, uh, and I got it last year. Sunk a lot of hours into it, and then as I want to do, I forgot about it for an entire year. Picked it up recently, and just thought, I'll just start another campaign. I'll just start another story mode because I can't remember where I am and who I am and what <laughs> I'm doing. I know that feeling. Dude, JRPGs are really bad about, like, catching up after you've left it cold. Yeah, I'm like, where where am I? What world is this? What quest was I doing? What's my political alignment? What are we doing again? <laughs> it's, it's something like, I never really played the Final Fantasy games until very recently. Um, I think at the beginning of this year, I was like, I really fancy just like an old school JRPG. So I played through Final Fantasy 1, 2 three and four in like quite quick succession were these like the, did you do like the remasters yeah. which ones did you do so i did one and two on the game boy advance oh uh, I that's can't a remember good pick the edition yeah i did a little bit of googling because i was like if i played like the old old school ones i know i won't get into it as much whereas like the game boy yeah. advance art style and that era of gaming i was really into as a kid so i yeah. went for those and i think was three also a gba port i can't remember and then four possibly the nintendo ds version 
Yeah. I believe three was also a DS game. Yeah, I, I think uh, yeah. I remember four definitely having like um, a different sort of style to it. But yeah, so I just, every every few months I get this urge to play a JRPG, and I think that stemmed from Octopath Traveler that came out a couple of years ago. Um, I was obsessed with that game, even though I wasn't very good at it on the on the Switch. Um, I, I think it's really interesting JRPG, and that sort of like leans back into traditional like design and old sprites and things so that's led me on this tangent to checking out those final fantasy games and dragon quest one and then was like i don't really like this and then dragon quest 11 and i was like i'm not gonna play the games in the middle but i i know what this is doing now <laughs> what, what do you think appeals to you about the genre is it is it because like to me i'm guessing it's like mm. the storytelling and then the music because i'm sure the music's like uh, yeah definitely that of sort of like atmosphere to it i think there's like the methodical approach to combat as well i think i like that turn style like turn-based uh combat it's like very reminiscent of pokemon and like i was big into pokemon growing up and i never really saw jrpgs as anything that i'd be really into um but recently got really into them and like there's a strategy behind it and like they're quite hard and they don't really hold your hand especially those early games i had to get up a couple of walkthroughs or like uh, guides to help me out because i'm just trying to find the next boss to beat and i don't really know where i'm going do you play do you play dragon quest 11 with the uh, the english uh <clears throat> i do play with the english i there's something about the the westernization of these properties because it's obviously um mm. the manga artist who worked on dragon ball and and other things was very much in charge of the visual look and i can't really watch dragon ball or other like anime cartoons from my childhood uh subtitles because yeah. I, I have an affinity for the dubs so i thought like a natural progression would be to play dragon quest with these like overly energetic and excitable voices <laughs> I just remember, I'm also pro dub. I don't mm. know why. It's just one of those. Oh, things. I prefer dubs yes. for games, but uh, I was wondering because I remember Dragon Quest Eleven was one where people were saying the dub was was quite bad in spots. It's funny. It's uh, yeah, it is very very corny, uh, a very bubblegum pop. But I think that like, reflects on the game itself because the game is is a is a very like light JRPG and it's very like user friendly and also quite childish in terms of its art design and you know the monster design and the monster name so like going for this like sweet english dub i think complements <laughs> it well actually something i've been curious about with this is uh, dragon quest 11 is the one that has the you can play it with like 16 bit graphics yeah you can you can dip in and out of how it looks so it's the entire and... game I think so. Uh, honestly, I haven't really dipped into the like 16-bit style graphics just because I really enjoy the look of uh, the 3D sort of action-adventure thing we've got going on here. But there was a point where you were mandatory, like, it was mandatory to switch to test it out, and it looks really good. Mm. I, I've played the Dragon Quest 1 remaster on the Switch, and it looks a lot better than that remaster. Oh yeah, and isn't there a, a, a Dragon Quest 3 remake coming? I think so. Yeah, I think that's yeah by the often yeah. pad people. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm very. It looks really good. These like 2.5 yeah. HD pixel or whatever they're calling it. Um, mm. I I still need to play Live Alive, or Live Alive. Yes. I uh yeah. I, I really wanted to pick that one up. I'm waiting for that to drop in price again because the uh, one of the directs earlier this year. I saw that tease, and I hadn't heard of the game before, but I really like the look of that and the oh. like variety. Oh, and also if you. If you like Doctopath Traveler, you'll like Live Alive. Because, mm. like, I, I played it way back in the day on, like, right. just, like, the Super NES patched. 
on an emulator. Oh, it was right. so fun. I the, the remake looks really good and like that separate story thing, it goes to different mm. eras. Oh my yes. god. So, I love a time. So I played story. the uh, I played the demo. I played the demo recently and just started as the the kung fu master or whatever he is because <laughs> that's very on <laughs> brand for me. And you can only play like the first hour or something. So I will get around to picking it up. It definitely looks fun. Right on, there right on. Uh, bro, what have you been playing? I've been playing so many games yeah. because uh, in addition there to was the game, the game of, the of the week, week. <laughs> yeah, the game of the week, you know, I invested so much time in, I was like, <laughs> I might as well invest time into everything else too. Of course. <laughs> um, uh, I played, I played the game you recommended last uh, time we were here. Uh, last hero of Nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, because you were like, it's a souls like Brogan. And I was like, I'm sold. A Dark souls. One um, souls like, I disagree with that. All right. I think you're wrong. Okay, well, <laughs> I only have like two Souls games points of reference, so. <laughs> Getting real boss baby vibes here. <laughs> so you actually finished it. I still haven't actually played more than what I had last episode. Yes, I played all of it. Um, I think I think there's a lot of elements from Dark Souls 1 that's the... That is definitely like probably the main source of inspiration. I, I'm gonna go ahead and say consult the last episode if you want like a, a basic overview. I'm gonna go for some more t- you know tooth build critiques here. Not even just that, but like I would say like number one, um, I, there's certain element. There's definitely elements borrowed from Bloodborne. Um, I specifically noticed. You never noticed this because I know what builds you play. You never play magic, so I paid attention to the magic, and it's very lacking. Mm. There's also no bows and arrows or crossbows in that. The game. I did notice. It's there's no in- ranged options. Yes. The, well, there's like there are ranged Shuriken. options, but they're much. Yeah, they're they're much more like um they're much more like Bloodborne's uh side weapons and and they even use that same sort of uh inventory pool i don't remember what those were called oh like the quicksilver bullets yeah in Bloodborne. It, they function like that so in terms of gameplay it's a lot more like that instead of an actual spell slot usage or mana bar um so you know i i think the important thing that i noticed and i started to realize as playing the game is I don't want to say it feels cheap, but it definitely feels like it's Unity, and, mm-hmm. and you can tell at certain points where the tech limits it. Um, like, for instance, whenever most of the bosses are humanoid, there's very rarely a bestial boss. Yeah. Um, and and there's also, like, in terms of progression, like, uh, like level progression, it's very linear. Um, unlike Dark Souls 1, which is very, like, you can go anywhere. There's certain things that, you know, are blocked by progression, but... That being said, there's choices. There's very little choices in progression in Last Year of Nostalgia. That being said, I really did like the game. Um, I think what the the big thing I really enjoyed about it was um, that thing you mentioned last time around regarding memories uh, to the weapons. Yeah. So to upgrade we- to upgrade weapons or upgrade armor to unlock their special abilities, you basically have to go to a location within the game and activate them. And that is based on your knowledge of the description and the lore of the game. The lore is very silly. I understood it by the end of the game. It's very funny and all of that. 
So oftentimes you're basically just like, a good example would be like, oh, the Master Sword. To activate the Master Sword, you got to be in the area. You read the description and it's like this, you know, the hero who wielded this sword was super tired of the guy bothering him all the time. Joking about Navi and Ocarina yeah. of Time. So you, you go to a section uh, in the, the woods that's very clearly a Le Legend of Zelda section and you see a fairy-like person it's an npc the npcs in this game when you attack them don't heal as well like those are the those are the little things i notice um and then you kill her and then you're like oh this is clearly the section where navi's at let me activate it and i like basically how it encourages you to read it how it encourages you to internalize what's going on and get the joke because otherwise a lot of these jokes wouldn't land yeah a lot of them really flat like you pointed out to me that the thing I had took as, like, Barney Calhoun's security guard outfit, you're like, no, I think that's a thief reference, actually. Yes. And what, what, what the game will do often is, is combine two different um, influences and put them together. So, like, that description, if you read it, was a thief, like, a really, like, ant it literally says, like, anti-hero thief stole somebody's security guard armor. So I think it is meant to be, like, a, a typical security guard NPC, but Garrett from Thief stole the armor and is pretending to be him. That was the story and the joke of that yeah. piece. So, like, I don't know, it's super fun. Um, the bosses are pretty lackluster. I missed... I missed the secret boss. I missed the secret NPC route. But otherwise, most of the NPCs are pretty signposted. Um, and I don't know. It was still really satisfying to play. I would recommend it even with all of these reservations. Did it have... Because um, the one thing I was looking forward to is I felt like it was kind of building to some sort of like actual message and not just jokes. Did that actually well, pay off or... Well, I think the answer would be like a middling yes. Mm -hmm. I think that there are threads resolved, especially in terms of like, for instance, there's a character in the game that's basically like a Kirby. You didn't get far enough, but that Kirby, he's called the Reservoir of Pain. Yeah. He's a very cartoonish looking pink blob. His like gimmick is that he gets rid of those memories and just restores the pure stats on the weapon. So it's like, you don't need to do the lore. You could just give me all the weapons. I'll, I'll purge them of their memories and all that. There's a a subplot regarding purging of memories there and then um by the end of the game i guess i'll do a light spoiler just a light light spoiler right. you'll you should have you should get it by some point the final boss of the game is mario basically it's a mario <laughs> okay um, and all right now yeah. you know what that makes me want to actually play it because i want to see how this game <laughs> i want to beat up mario yeah i want to see how that comes <laughs> about it's it, it, it's very like literal too where he he throws fireballs and if you hit him enough times he goes small he goes like super oh small God. and then okay. he has to jump away and then get another mushroom to get big okay that is so all right that's fun so, yeah so the game is really fun i think i think if you're not engaged in the way like i am with these types of stories and like descriptions the issue is is i guess other minor spoiler but i'm not going to say why the narrator goes away at some point Mm. Um, so the narrator disappears. So then there's a less, uh, defined narrative in the game. 
So, so that last bit with there's multiple endings and multiple options. Those aren't directly communicated to the player. So any sort of messages you get about nostalgia or what it means to like, you know, build a path forward for art or storytelling, all that stuff is something you have to get for yourself. Uh, it, at, at a certain point in time, the narrator won't speed, spoon feed those themes to you. Okay, so it so is a Souls-like. It has confusing uh, endings. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Okay. Well, speaking of games that uh, Murph got a key for, um, this is... <laughs> the Dreamcast... Day Dreamcast sells out again. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is... I'm rolling in them. Um, so, bro, I need you to promise me that this episode goes up on Tuesday because the embargo for the game I'm talking about ends Monday. <laughs> <laughs> what if I just want to screw you over, though? I think that'd be kind of funny. If I if I'm going down, I'm taking you with me. I'm taking oh, Jack damn, too. Never mind. Yeah, I'm I'm along for the ride. I'm a witness to the crime now. I'm an accessory to murder. Uh, so I I've played a game called The Undying. Uh, this is a new game published okay. by Team Seventeen. It is about um being a necromancer, and it is a roguelike, kind of like a um kind of like a Pikmin, sort of, or Oklos, if you ever played that indie game, um, where basically you are a necromancer and you are controlling armies of undead. Um, and you're doing multiple okay. runs, you can't die, you're picking up different, like, buffs each run, you know, typical, like, Hades roguelike stuff. Um, what I really like about this game is that it lives up to the promise of being a necromancer. Um, every enemy you kill can be raised and join your army. And so you can get just, okay. like, big hordes of, like, 60-plus different, like, skeleton zombies. There's zombie werewolves. Um, promises of other things down the line. I haven't actually gotten that far, but I played, like, three hours. Um my main issue with the game is number one it's launching into early access and it feels it um in ways i really haven't seen early access games before like uh there's if you resurrect a priest enemy you can uh use it to heal you and that causes a white square to appear on the left side of your screen which when you hover over it says the undying dot heal buff dot 60 <laughs> Um, and things like that, uh, there are, like, audio cues missing for when, like, you upgrade, uh, your powers, like, uh, there's a hub area, and the hub area is very open and empty feeling, there's only, like, three things to do in it, um, but you can go there to upgrade your weapon, so it's a slightly better between runs, and when you, like, click, like, the, the upgrade button, it's complete silence, like, I was expecting even, like, a little, like, cha-ching confirmation, you know, um, it's just kind of rough. But like, no feedback. It's just kind of rough like that. And then also, it has a lot going on mechanically that's a little overwhelming. So it's not just that you can pick up uh, special bonus necromancer powers, like summon a large uh, claw from the ground to uh, squeeze a group of enemies or stuff like that. But it's also every individual type of undead in your army can be sacrificed for a different effect that you can then also buff that and make it better. Um, and then there's like, oh, this spell requires bones on the ground to work. This spell requires souls on the ground to work. This spell requires blood to work. And then there's a lot of spells that also use your health bar as mana. 
Um, and so it's just a little, it's a lot. Um, and I feel like the devs would have done better just focusing on the horde mechanic rather than having all these like bonus spells you can do. Because uh, a lot of my runs, I'm just sitting there trying to like spam my spells and then for some reason I just die because three different archers hit me at once. So this is a case of too many mechanics ruin a good thing. Yeah, because, you know, it, 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 the plus side is this game still gives me something I've never really gotten in a game, which is that feeling of like, haha, now all my enemies work for me. You know, like, I am swelling the undead horde. I am the terror in the night. Um, <laughs> so I want to keep playing it, and I want it to be good, but part of me saying, like, wait for the full release, I don't think at early access this game's all that worthwhile uh yeah. which is which is regrettable um I, yeah they're selling it for 17 dollars. i don't think i can recommend that at 17 maybe wait for a deep sale or like the first bout of like updates uh uh i do it does have a voice cast and the main guy who plays the necromancer is shooting for keith david as spawn um which is much appreciated <laughs> you're selling me yeah like it's good. It's like the art design's good. The pixel art is very good. The pixel art reminds me a lot of like a medieval um, metal slug, but I just think That's the gameplay the game, is though. the gameplay is so lacking. Like I'm not feeling like I'm getting better between uh, runs. I'm just getting luckier, which is not the feeling you want in a roguelike. But I mean, because it's early access, they could also fine tune it, I guess. Like, I, I think one of the bonuses of that is is uh, a lot of that's within the numbers for balancing. Mm -hmm. So it could be fixed. Uh, as long as the potential gem is in the rough, there's still time. Yeah, like like I said, I want this to be good. I want to I want to be the necromancer, which is its subtitle. Um, okay. I just... Also, I'm somewhat worried that there's not any content beyond the first area. <laughs> which is not a good uh, feeling to have for an early access game. You know? Well, I mean, it's also just a reality sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we'll check back on it. Would you check back on it in I like would, a year? I would definitely check back on it. Um, I there I want go. this to be good. I want this to be better. Um, so I'm giving it I'm giving it the, uh, the Daydream cast bump with a little note in the corner saying, see me after class. <laughs> yeah, you gotta do some extra credit or some shit, dog. Yeah, I get it. Um, speaking of uh, games, just games in general. This is the game podcast. And you say I'm games, bad at that's segues. How I do segues. You say I'm bad at transitions. <laughs> well, uh, that's because I let you do them. Uh, that, that's the real secret to being good at transitions is let somebody else do them. Um, I played Signalis. I think it's Signalis. Yeah. I don't. I don't this know how to pronounce hotness. it. They never this say. This is the it. new pixel punk hotness. Oh, this is this is uh this is and this is also one of those where it's like all the hype is warranted at least for people who are fans of the survival horror genre. Okay. Um, I think this is uh if you if you like things, especially in terms of like Resident Evils or Silent Hills, mm -hmm. I would highly recommend this game. Um, this game is. I guess to go without spoilers, because I recommend playing the game with as little knowledge as possible, you play as like an AI anime girl, and you are basically going within a facility trying to look for a missing person. And okay. um, the, the game plays with, you know, different themes regarding, you know, mental, you know, mental, you know, 
I don't want to mentality. say because it's not necessarily that. Um, okay, I guess I will say one thing: is the game the game's robots are based on people from the past's uh, history. So, like, there's a there is a person the robot was based on. Okay, and this is also a dystopia. So, like, you start to see the mental images of that character's history through your character and they sort of bleed together where reality and your psychosis bleed together into like a nice nightmare you know it starts like a resident evil and by the end of the game it's very silent hill yeah i'm looking at um, the I'm looking at the screenshots i love the look at the this this is so i'm glad we're getting into uh ps1 retro games i was getting a little sick of uh pixel art the, the, the PS1 retro wave is happening. The aesthetics are hitting. And oh, is it good. Um, I think positives. I don't know how you feel about these. I guess I'll ask you in general, Murph. Um, how do you feel about the limited inventories in Resident Evil? Um, I liked it. So it, it's two things. The limited inventory on your character was good because you had the chest to deposit items. Okay. So basically you have six inventory slots and you have a chest to deposit items. All it right. functions exactly. All right, like you've that. sold me. Um yeah, no, it's 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 fucking great with that. And like that is one of the primary balances is balancing your health pickups to the key items to the weapons and ammo you have. Um th that stuff's all great. The puzzles are fantastic. They're clearly communicated and the solutions are even present near you like there's there's never a time where they don't tell you a way to solve the problem okay. even if the problem is still something that requires a little bit of thought to it uh and so like that shit's all awesome absolutely love it i think the one compl two complaints i would have one's not even a complaint one of them is just i noticed it as an option it has tank controls as an option and i think the game doesn't need them i mm -hmm. think it's a formality just because of the genre it's in however most of the all, all the entire game is top down it never switches camera angles which is i think the real reason to have yeah tank controls the reason why you have tank controls is if you do a 180 on your camera and so that way your character doesn't get disoriented mm -hmm. um that doesn't really happen um but that being said, and then the other thing would be like, in terms of story, I think it's really well executed. I think this game is just high in execution. But if you've played or watched or just seen any sort of things even related to these topics, these may these may be very familiar, let's just say, in terms of themes or messages. Okay. But that being said, that doesn't remove execution. I, I, I don't think, you know, something that's been done before is necessarily bad if it's done right and it is done right. So there we go. Right on, right on. Uh, you you played Crusader Kings three. I, this is what happens <laughs> when I segue. Well, you were bringing up Resident <laughs> Evil. I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask Jack. Uh, how much did the director's cut Resident Evil One OST influence your work? <laughs> <laughs> so much. I love uh, the basement theme. Metal. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I, I, yeah, never played any of the Resident Evil games, oh. shocking no one, but I have seen the movies, so does that count? No. I, want, I want to make you listen to the basement music from Resident Evil 1 Director's Cut, 
Actually, okay, both both of them, both the original release. The original release sounds like a clown parade is about to show up. Oh, hell and yeah. The <laughs> and the director's cut music sounds like someone threw a keyboard down a flight of stairs. Oh, this is horrible. That, I, that, I'm, that, that, what is idea, this? Yeah. I, yeah, I'm listening on YouTube now, and uh, I, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this at all. It's only it's like in that one room. Of, it's in like one of the smallest... A horde of bees. <laughs> It's in one of like the smallest rooms in the game, and that's yeah. the only time that track appears. It act it like <laughs> it causes your heart rate to increase because you're like, "What's about to happen?" <laughs> that is that is the yeah most terrifying piece of music ever. It's just what, like wait a haunted trumpet haunted by like a, a hive of bees yeah. falling downstairs. <laughs> now, now I'm intensely curious: is are any of the Wes Anderson? W.S. Anderson. Is it Wes Anderson? W.S. Anderson. Anderson. My bad. Although Wes Anderson should direct Resident Evil. Please. (laughs) Please. He could do Uh, Are any of the Resident Evils going to be on Kino? Thanks. Are they in the top 200 worst? I I don't know, actually. I need to check the average ratings. But I I... I'll do anything to make Steven watch those movies and talk about games for two hours while I sit there in silence. I think I think Resident, the Resident Evil movies, granted I've only seen the first one, um, mm. it are too, like, I don't know, actually well done enough. Mm. <laughs> I don't yeah. think they're bottom. I, they're, they're very, they're very middle of the road. I don't think they are as, as trashy like as even, some of the things that we cover. Even Welcome to Raccoon City is like i don't know is that the most recent one yeah like, like a saturday too night good of a production rental. for value mm. yeah um yeah i mean at the very least they're they're good at choreography for instance for fight choreography mm. it's like, it's like i i always compare it to like underworld with kate beckinsale i don't know why they just give me the same vibe oh yeah same vibe yeah i can see that yeah so Anyways. crusaders kings 3 <laughs> you know what also you go. know what also has queens in it <laughs> okay all right um so this is a game i've been playing on and off in the background for maybe the last two months um i finally i finally bit the bullet and tried out a paradox interactive grand strategy game um and i'm sort of kicking myself for never having done it before uh crusader kings 3 is uh really fun if you're like me and just kind of want to simulate with no real goal um that was the thing i always heard about with like crusader kings 2 and europa universalis 4 and all those is like oh it's just like a wall of mechanics you're gonna like you have to like study 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 in order to get anywhere um and that always put me off like i don't like spreadsheet management um, I do that for a living. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but that being said, there's like a narrative to these spreadsheets, though, right? Yeah. Like family lines, yeah, so, et cetera, et cetera. So what I actually discovered is like there's no goal in the game other than what you set yourself. If you want to like conquer the world, you can go in like managing every mechanic to do that. Or you can just rule like your, your 12 square kilometers of Ireland with pride (laughs) um so i started and like the tutorial has you start is a petty kingdom in ireland and then you can just kind of go from there because ireland's they're not going to get invaded by the mongols they're not going to get crusaded against it's basically the perfect tutorial area um and from there i conquered all of ireland then scotland then norway and iceland and then finally england um 
and made my own little empire. Um, and the game is the Irish Empire. The dream. I called it the Empire of the Emerald North. Um, <laughs> okay. I love that. Um, and the game's just fun. Like it's a lot of like if you ever wanted to simulate like court intrigue, it's good for that. Where it's like, oh, did you hear the Duke of Canterbury's banging his sister? And it's like, oh, I can use <laughs> this gossip. to I can use this to blackmail him and raise his taxes. <laughs> Hey, and therefore, the therefore, I can afford uh, soldiers to send to recapture the kingdom of Jerusalem um, and stuff like that. What's also fun is it immediately gets into like alternative history because it's everything from like Ireland, Iceland on like, you know, the west coast of England all the way up to the east coast of China and a little bit of North Africa. Um and that's all just on the map. You can, like, zoom in, see who's ruling what at any time, even if there's no way you would ever interact with them. Um, so every now and again, you can just, like... Like, one time I was, like, zooming out, like, what's going on in the world? Oh, the Mongols have taken the southern side of the Mediterranean Sea. When did that happen? <laughs> like, it in no Damn. way follows any sort of historical route, and that's real fun. Um, what's really tickling me is that a lot of fans have set up uh, ways you can import your save from one of the Paradox games to the next, because each one covers different chunks of time period. So the next one would be Europa Universalis, which covers, like, the settling of the New World and stuff. So I could import my empire, my world state, and continue wow. playing from there. And then go from That's there. That's the Murph wet dream. Yeah, right go there. from there <laughs> to one continuous civilization game. Yeah, kind of go from there to Victoria Three, which just came out, and then to Hearts of Iron Four, which is like World War Two. Um, I will say of the game is that like I finished my dynasty. The game stops at like fourteen fifty two, very abruptly. Like there's no pomp and circumstance about it like literally the year hit the date hit and a box popped up saying you can't go any further your dynasty has ended <laughs> and i was like Damn. oh okay <laughs> um <laughs> yeah um having done like one complete dynasty i don't really feel like a strong desire to like load up a new one because what i'm seeing from a lot of fans is that once you've done a playthrough you've seen all the mechanics the game has to offer it's not like if i start playing in like china i'm gonna get a wildly different experience and that will yeah. probably change as they send out one of their like tens of thousands expansions like they do for all their games uh so i'm willing to have this sit on the back burner um what you kind of need to know for this game is that you need to learn how to like roll with the punches. Like your satisfaction will come out of how much you like constructing a narrative. Um, like I was so close to uh, conquering Scotland. I already had Ireland and Norway and I was going to finish my empire because you need three kingdoms to form an empire. Um, my current ruler dies. Realm completely partitions under his sons. I'm stuck playing as his daughter, who's married to the King of Scotland. And I was like, all right, well, my son has claims to all three kingdoms now, so I'm just going to groom him as a perfect general and warrior, and he'll take back the lands of his birthright. Which he did. And that was very fun mechanically, but the notion of, like, having lost all that territory... Um, I could see a lot of people getting like upset about. 
you got it's not a civilization game it's a telling a story game it's like his appreciating history yes if you appreciate history in all forms then you'll be like oh wow okay cool yeah i learned there's a lot of there were a lot of different nations at different points in time <laughs> oh <laughs> wonder what happens there yeah. uh, <laughs> uh i played uh metroid prime again for the bajillionth time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you played it uh, this, different i did play it different i played it with prime hack which is a oh my gosh my cat just wants to join in on this conversation he even reached his paw to the to turn off the computer <laughs> So she is really anti this podcast right now. Anyways, um, yeah, Prime Hack is basically a mouse and keyboard mod, control mod for Metroid Prime, all three titles. Um, and you can play it on Dolphin. It's basically like a configuration setting, but it's really, really good. And they also, um, they tinker a little bit with it with, regarding sensitivity to properly suit the mouse. And they also give you like a weird strafe speed boost to where if you played Metroid Prime, um, there's like just there's just a different speed to it. To where you can like kind of bunny hop jump like in a quake where you're mm-hmm. running really fast. So in a way, it's very satisfying for a person who's really used to first person shooters. On the other end, someone like Brendan would say... That's kind of not what Metroid Prime was built for. Metroid Prime was built to be a slower, more methodical, more adventurous game than more heavily focused on combat. And indeed, these are this was a much easier experience regarding, you know, shooting and stuff. Yeah. I don't know, dog. It feels good. I, I think I would want to play care. it that way because um, Prime 1, I don't know. For some reason, that game always made me feel like a little bit ill when i played it and i can't (laughs) i can't really put my finger on it maybe it's just kind of the atmosphere or something damn but um it does have a unique control scheme so like i don't blame people for like getting put off by that but you know Mm -hmm. but i love it i love prime one especially like the opening hours um when it gets to the part where it's like all right now backtrack through everywhere you've been and look for secret destructible walls um yeah look that yeah no, no, no debates here. I understand. I already litigated this complaint way back when. <laughs> all right, but it's all three games have been updated in that way. Uh, yes, I haven't all played right. all three games in that format, but I, I'm kind of interested because my least played Metroid game, other than I suppose Other M and like NES Metroid and Metroid Two for the Game Boy, would be definitely Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. Mm, that's um, one I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I want to revisit Metroid Prime 2 Echoes with this new control scheme and see how the game holds up. Well, I was, I've was i so been waiting for the longest see. time for them to bring the Prime Trilogy to Switch, um, which mm, I'm shocked know, it hasn't dog, done I yet. <laughs> I don't know if they're waiting for Prime 4 and Prime 4 is just not happening or what. Unfortunate. Are we ready for the Variety Minute? I think so. Jack, you feeling good? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling here here? present. You're still alive? Yeah, I'm looking at uh, (laughs) long play footage of Metroid Prime because I have not thought about that game in a long time. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, dog. Uh, Okay, yeah. Licensed fighting game time. I I should say different. Give me a sec. (laughs) 
This week's Variety Minute is licensed fighting games. Now, I just want to say, as a disclaimer, I I wanted Star Wars licensed games. Mm-hmm. But Murph fought me tooth and nail. A tooth and nail he, I brought he twisted up. twisted my arm. I said, oh, I, th- I thought licensed fighting games would be a good topic. And you're like, oh, all right then. <laughs> I, I I'm not one for I'm not all one right. for argument here, but all right, Murph, you've got so much to say about licensed fighting games. Be my guest. All right. Well, I just want to like say like yes, like every shonen anime has a fighting game. I, d- I don't want to talk about those. I want to talk <laughs> about Jurassic Park okay. Warpath. What the okay. PS1 there Jurassic Park <laughs> fighting game where you play as different what? dinosaurs. Oh, not like Laura Dern or <laughs> Sam Neill versus no. like a Velociraptor. That I would play. <laughs> no. Uh, so so in that game, which I have played a bit of ever since I got my first Raspberry Pi, um, it, it's what it is on the tin. It's just a dinosaur fighting game. You can eat like humans that wander into the arena for health boosts. <laughs> what what a poor existence they have they have super moves where they do like crazy thunder combos wow um, i think the ps1 is was rife with various types of uh licensed fighting games uh, like did you know there's a dungeons and dragons fighting game how does that work <laughs> it's based on the ravenloft setting which was very popular uh... in the late 90s uh blood and iron warriors of ravenloft where you can play as a gnome fighter, a a halfling rogue, and other various types of creatures, none of which are, like, canon characters to the Ravenloft mm. setting, which is strange. <laughs> it's just like they, they rolled up a bunch of different D&D character concepts and some humanoid creature types um, and had at it. Um, that game... I'm going to say right now, unequivocally, worse than our game of the week from what I have played of it. (laughs) Damn. Scathing. Scathing. (laughs) Mainly because if I remember correctly, the camera is like constantly rotating around the arena, which makes it hard to do inputs. (laughs) I mean, the 3D arenas can be really touchy sometimes, let's just say. Mm -hmm. Brogan, do you have any, Um, any licensed fighting games i was going to talk about good licensed fighting games <laughs> or are we just doing goofy are we just doing? i mean goofy? i just had is this, like is this what's going on uh, people like def jam fight for new york hell yeah hell yeah def jam's really good it is aren't they they're making a new one so i heard uh it's the same day i i always hear they're making a new one mm. every year and i and i i'll i'll uh i'll believe it when i yeah, see yeah they're it. making prime four um, too i've heard yeah um i i think just to to go generally real quick before i talk about ones i like is i think i think fighting games really live or die by roster selections a lot of times and and because of that licensed fighters where people can identify with the characters immediately and understand them and you know they usually have good character design immediately you know what i mean like they just have good character design they didn't have to have a developer in the fighting game game make it so yeah. like it, it just really enables uh good good stuff i particularly like when uh capcom did them i love tatsunoko versus capcom marvel versus capcom yeah, yeah. those are some of the best or x-men versus street fighter as well like mm-hmm. all of those are just really really solid titles um 
and I also like you know just in general with like uh, licensed fighters, um, Mortal Kombat does a lot of them. Injustice does a yeah. lot of them. Um, I, I like Injustice a lot actually. Um, and uh, what what was another one? Oh, Dragon Ball Z fucking fighters. What's the, what's the Dragon Ball Z game? Fighters yeah, Dragon Ball Z or, fighters. Yeah, there's loads of yeah. That, that one's that fighters. one's good. Yeah, no, uh, good fan service, uh, but good uh, solid foundation for fighting game mechanics. Mm. But also, I guess I'm more rooted in 2D than 3D arenas, mm. so that's where I come from. Yeah, I think one piece of game de- uh, dev de- advice that I heard while back was if you have a lot of ideas for characters but no idea for a story, you either make a dating sim or a fighting game. <laughs> yeah. and that is and i think that makes it very easy particularly when licensed games were more popular um to just like say ah just make like a fighting game or a racing game out of it who, who mm-hmm. gives a shit um like i got a lot of mileage out of <laughs> well i've i already said a def jam fight for new york i played that a lot with friends even though i didn't know many of i wasn't allowed to listen to the harsh music <laughs> your parents were like that's those are no no songs yeah those are harsh musics yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but here here's the ultimate question what's up does street fighter the movie the game count as a licensed <laughs> fighting game yes I would, absolutely yes. it's it's based yeah. on the movie it's yeah. not based on the yeah. game <laughs> Yeah, you it's can like, see it by the word movie. You know, it's really, high school, High School Musical, the movie, the series, or whatever that thing is on Disney. What's Plus. What's really weird about the Street Fighter, the movie, the game, is that it doesn't play like Street Fighter. <laughs> it plays like yeah. a movie. <laughs> it plays like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, because it's got the it's got the human it's got the human uh, real photo images, mm. so it's disgusting to look at. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that? <laughs> You can insult Street Fighter the movie the game on this podcast. I don't think I don't think the Street Fighter the movie the game stands will come for us. Good, good, good. Um I was I was also going to say another one when I said Marvel versus Capcom, I was reminded of another Marvel fighting game um not by Capcom but, and also like a 3D arena fighter. Did you guys ever hear of or play Marvel Rise of the Imperfects. Yes, I saw this. I saw this in my local game store all the time. And it was Marvel like Marvel Nemesis. Oh yeah. Nemesis Rise of the Imperfect. I, I recognize the cover, but I don't think I've ever played. It's not a good was game. Was that actually a fighting game? I thought that was more like a like a Ultimate Alliance brawler. Mm. It's it's a fighting game. Okay. Any further yeah. thoughts? Uh, not good though. <laughs> um the well I remember Basically, half the roster is, like, unique superheroes exclusive to the game. Because, <clears throat> uh, like, the gimmick is, is, like, there was an event that happens that gives everybody superpowers. So then it's, like, the Marvel heroes versus the original content from the game devs. Um, and, yeah. like, they tried to push... They tried to push it a little bit with the comic. There, there were comics for them and all that, but the game is just not good, and the designs aren't that good. And like the game has like a weird grittiness to it that can only be evoked by you know two thousands, you know, grit and uh, realism. Yeah. That's kind of gross. It was era of cable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now a uh... little past the. Go like, ahead. I guess comic book fighters are more common, but as far as, like, just any sort of franchise getting a fighting game, 
not, but that's because licensed games are now all mobile games. Um, now it's more common for, like, guest characters. Like you said, with NetherRealm mm. fighters, they're very fond of, like, putting slasher characters in Mortal Kombat, and everyone's asking when they're just going to make the licensed horror slasher fighting game, you yeah. know? Uh, yeah. Like, I remember, like, Freddy Krueger for Mortal mm. Kombat 9 blew my mind. I was like, what? you can do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Mortal Kombat's its own fucking Smash Bros with its roster announcements. I know, and now they have, like, Rambo and RoboCop, and it all just feels weird. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, they do. They do have RoboCop. With the Joker. Uh, I was really excited. (laughs) Oh, God. Did Soul Calibur have some weird entries as well? Did Soul Never. Calibur yes. have uh, Star Wars? I think they're, they're not yeah, Star they Wars did have Yoda, Yoda and Darth Vader and Star yeah, Killer. Yeah. Um, right. They also had for PlayStation Two, GameCube, and Xbox Spawn, Link, and Hihachi from Tekken. I never knew Hihachi. Yeah. I knew Spawn and Link. That's interesting because yeah, the whole thing with like every copy has like a different. Um, y'all ever play Tekken Seven? You know who's seven, a guest no. character in Tekken 7 other than uh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. No, other Jay than Leno. the um well it has the protagonist from Final Fantasy 15 Noctis, but the real right. star also has Negan, right? Uh, yes, Negan from The Walking Dead. Oh. The guy with Does the he bat. Come with baseball ba- baseball he, bat in yes. tags here. Yeah? Yes, okay, he has he has that's the bat. a very that's a very of the moment pick, I think. <laughs> Yes, there's culture. a whole trailer. There's a whole trailer with him braining the cast of Tekken. Uh, uh-huh. some, someone out there digs that. Yeah. <laughs> At the very least, they got in on the Walking Dead promotion before uh, the show completely yeah, disintegrated. Yeah, yeah. So, like, hey, good timing. Y'all ever play Simpsons Wrestling? <laughs> Hell yes, I was going to bring this up. Yes. <laughs> it's and, a fighting game in the biggest boxing ring of all time. <laughs> yes, so many playable characters. I don't actually remember the roster all that Bonnie? Well. What uh, I what I remember Willie? what I remember is that Ned Flanders was broken cuz Ned Flanders could call in God to help him and it just well, like su- it just summoned in a fist above the player and punched him. Yeah. Yes, completely busted. Why haven't we gotten like a new? Oh no, they were an injustice. Uh, Ninja Turtles fighting game. I feel like the time mm. is right. Oh, yeah. There was a fighting game on the SNES no. that was Ninja Turtles, right? There was a Wii one as well. Yes, I brought a TMNT Smash Up, totally dissimilar from that other Smash game on the Wii. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no resemblances here. Um, I was I was also gonna say you know it's a weird one that uh, th- there were two in my head that I I would actually actively play and they're both the Shrek one is really really bad oh yeah I, I remember that the Shrek one I was I so jealous one. of a friend because he had that <laughs> God fairy tale freak down oh my God y'all don't. <laughs> Shrek slooper slam. don't don't mess with me all right. <laughs> Stay out of my swamp if you know what I'm there saying. There were so many. I know this is tangential. I know this is a new, different variety, man. But there were so many Shrek games that I never mm. knew about. Was there a Shrek skateboarding game? <laughs> I think Shrek was in one of the pro skaters. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Thug 2, maybe, or uh, Thug 1. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Is that how you're supposed to Got pronounce it. that? 
fuck. Yeah, Tony yeah. Hawk's underground. Yeah. Oh, underground. Fuck. Okay, I was doing Tony Hawk Pro Skater in my mind. It's fuck. Like, no, that yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> that's the British pronunciation uh, of t- t- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, no underground one and two. You know what they're gonna say when Tony Hawk dies? Go on. What? Tony Hawk's underground. Two. That's <laughs> literally too soon. Literally too soon. <laughs> too early. Way too early. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also played that Sma- uh, Sonic game for the GBA. It's weird. It's a weird for the game. GBA. Um, oh, I was thinking Sonic game? the Fighters. Yeah. Oh yeah, that game's also bad. With Bean the Armadillo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and they also had Fang the Sniper, which is like a big deal. Uh, What's yeah. a sniper? Um, I mean, other than their profession, is there an animal called? He's a we- he's a weasel. He's also called Knack the Weasel. Well, hold on, he's either <laughs> Fang the Sniper or Knack the Weasel. All right, he it can't be. be two he's both. No, I'm <laughs> telling you, he's both. Okay, I see. I'm not kidding. It's... They also they also I believe had Raid the Flying Squirrel, who is a playable character in Sonic Mania. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. They bring him back once in a while. Yeah. I could see them yeah. trying a hand at another Sonic fighting game because I think the franchise is ready for it. I think so too. I, I think, think I think I want I would main Big the Cat. I'll go on record <laughs> right now and say I will main the Just shit out of Big. The cat. big. <laughs> oh yeah. Are there any franchises you wish had a fighting game? I would I would actively and I don't know if this is an actual segue, I would actively want a good Star Wars fighting game. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Like the the only ones I want are like all weird ones, you know. Like I'm trying to think like an actual series focused around yeah. combat. Give me a weird one. Go ahead. This is your podcast, dude. Oh, I just want like like a Real Housewives of Orange <laughs> County, <laughs> like brawling in the streets, okay. like they're all drunk. You know, I would want Dang. that fighting game. Give me that that Tekken knockoff. Like, I guess you could do, like, a Game of Thrones one, but also don't. <laughs> yeah. Just Tyrion Lannister oh, main. Dropkicking everyone. <laughs> well, he has the odd job bonus where no one can hit yeah, him. Yeah, of course. He's... Yeah. I think, I, are, are we done? Are, are we... we done here? <laughs> I, you're so eager to get to this game of the week. Like, I'll let you. <laughs> no, no, no. If, do you all have any other licensed fighting games to talk about? No. No, I think so. Uh, the the SpongeBob one was there a SpongeBob like a Nickelodeon brawl? Was there a SpongeBob? Oh, the uh, Nicktoons. Uh, uh, the yes, the one that came out recently. That's a Smash yeah, clone. F- fake, yeah, fake Smash. And then there's multiverses and brawl howl. Multiverses brawl is the true licensed fighting game because that yeah. just is. <laughs> <laughs> they just saw the dollar signs on it and the like. Real talk. Okay, here's what if what if Steven Universe beat up Tom and Jerry? I'd pay money. <laughs> We could get analytical with this. Why do you think that... Is it just the Smash template? Like, why, when they're making new licensed fighting games, it has to be a platform fighter? Oh, yeah. I think it must be the Smash I, the Smash effect. I think I think it's conducive, especially to cartoony characters. Mm, yeah. Um, it's, it's easily marketable, because I'm going to be honest, and this is going to offend... Possibly some people. The Smash Bros. Uh, gameplay formula is actually really easy for babies to understand. That Whereas is the there's intent. a huge technical barrier in remembering combos. Yeah. 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 They did try, if you ever watch like the pre-production videos on that uh, Nickelodeon Smash knockoff, um, they do try to like s- like teach you like inputs. 
like SpongeBob has a has a uh, Hadouken input for his bubbles. <laughs> oh, great! And they're like, oh, here's here's a frame perfect combo and things like that. And it's like, who is what? Who wants this? Who? Who is? Yeah. Please stop. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get into Star Wars: The King of the Iron Fist. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. I will have, like, the sound effects. Yeah, I'm trying to think, does this game have a soundtrack? (laughs) It does. It's fucking horrible. (laughs) (laughs) It at least has the title crawl. It has the title title crawl, but all, like, the the actual gameplay music is weird arrangements of John Williams' music from the films with, like, awkward bubbly synth melodies over the top. It sounds horrible. I I had to turn it off at some point because it's quite repetitive and just mundane. Okay, I couldn't even identify an OST. I just heard like the background sounds. Mm. All right, uh, Brogan, say your say your spiel. <laughs> this this game's so bad, I kind of don't even want to do the intro. All right, intro time. <laughs> Star Wars Masters of Terrace Cassie is a fighting game developed and published by Lucas Arts, released in 1997 for the PlayStation. After the events of the first Death Star's destruction, the Emperor enlists the help of Arden Lin to help kill Rebel Alliance leaders. The game is a 3D arena game which pits Star Wars characters against each other. There's the super meter that enables some moves, and for most characters, there is an option to wield a specific weapon to use, such as a blaster for Han Solo or Boba Fett, or a lightsaber for Luke Skywalker. The game's story is just basically an arcade mode, culminating with Darth Vader as the final boss. Uh, what did we all think of this game? <laughs> all right. Oh, boy. <laughs> I want to posit an ethical quandary to the audience. Mm. If, there are, if there are two hosts of a podcast... One who's a bit more experienced and one who's new, and they bring on a guest who the episode is meant to be built around. And the new podcast, the new podcast host, somewhat jokingly says, "We should do Star Wars: Masters of Terrascasi." <laughs> is it not in the ethical prerogative of the older host with experience and the guest who the episode is built around to say, "No, we are not playing Star Wars: Masters of Terrascasi." <laughs> <laughs> I just rolled with the punches. I, I I I just dealt my homework as I was given it. I should have I should have put up more of a fight. I didn't put up a fight because number one, like a lot of times, a lot of times I tell you the game it was like Murph, you're gonna play this this week. So I was like, he wants this one. No, so if he's I fighting, didn't for want it. it. <laughs> no, I didn't want it. Wait, well, why did why did we land on this then? We, could, you bring we were gonna do Jamalami. We were gonna do yeah. Jamalami, and, and then immediately told after me. we mentioned uh, we mentioned Star Wars Super Bombad Racing, where we were all kind of just like we should have just done that. No, here's what happened. I wish we did. Bro was like, "Oh, Jack was thinking of a Star Wars game," and I, with the with the freaking Mika sarcasm emoji that we had, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, so we're playing Star Wars Masters of Terakasi," and he was like, "Yes, this is happening." <laughs> Look, damn. be careful what you wish for. Murph, okay? A monkey's paw situation like, here. Yeah. All right, yeah, exactly. Because when I look at it, I go like, okay, we could. There were, and also for to 
briefly hint at a variety minute. There are so many Star Wars licensed games yeah. that are good. There are a lot of fun ones that we all remember fondly. Knights of the Old Republic, Star no, no, Wars you Battle we missed the chance for the variety mimic. We did license <laughs> fighters. We, we choose fighting games. We get Star Wars as another. All right. I, I'm, bl- I'm blaming you for all of this episode. Did, anyone, this all did anyone other than me beat the arcade mode? No. No. I beat it twice. I beat it as oh, Princess man. Leia, and I beat it yep. as Whore. <laughs> what did you unlock? If if you beat the game as Princess Leia, you unlock Bikini Leia, correct? No, yeah. you have to beat it on Jedi Hard difficulty. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> oh my god. You know what you get for beating arcade mode? You get a little five second CG clip of the character just existing. Glad I didn't do that. <laughs> Glad I didn't put too much effort into this. <laughs> um why Leia? Uh, she had the double-sided lightsaber, which I was very surprised. Mm. <laughs> you know, just like in the movies. <laughs> just like in the movies. Um, do, do you think? Do you think they wrote Ray with her double-sided lightsaber I, as inspiration for Leia? JJ was <laughs> definitely playing Masters Big of Terrace Cossie when he was pinning Episode Seven. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> it's Episode Eight. I'm pretty sure, right? Seven, eight. Nine. Oh, seven, eight, nine. Yep. Who cares? Anyways, yeah, he in his mind he was like, I need this know, trilogy to channel Masters of Terrace Cassie you, in terms of quality. Do you know why? Do you know why seven, eight, nine? Because <laughs> six was afraid of seven. No, apparently, no, it hurt. You're supposed to get three square meals a day. Oh Jesus! <laughs> we, I can't believe we've got a new joke unlocked after all this time. <laughs> all right, so. Um. <sighs> all right. This derails fast. We need to decompress. All right. So <laughs> I so I mained I main whore. <laughs> okay. Who is a sand person? Um. Mm-hmm. If you read Tuscan the Raider. lore, if you read the lore, he's also like force sensitive ex Jedi who gives a of shit. Of course. That's not <laughs> of in course the- everyone who isn't these days. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So he would, like, super hate Anakin Skywalker. Like, Anakin Skywalker would be, like, yeah. the worst human being in existence for him. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for him to show up in the Book of Boba Fett. Everyone's going to point <laughs> oh, him. You know, when, I open, when you open this Star Wars fighting game from the 90s and you see characters mm. named Thok, Hor, and Arden Lin, it really mm-hmm. cements that the Star Wars fandom will never live down the Glup Shitto tweet. <laughs> yeah, the Glup Shitto is omnipresent. It's always relevant. <laughs> Um. Okay, so the actual gameplay, it is a 3D <laughs> arena fighter, um, uh-huh. kind of like Tekken. E- each button corresponds to a different limb. Uh, the inputs are difficult to pull off because this game is like playing in molasses. There's it's weird so, delays. So bad. It's so bad. The jumps are yeah. so floaty. You know, which is weird because there's no air combos. You can't close nope. distance with them. They just exist. Also, there's ring outs, which are spotty. Yeah, which is Dude, very the ring strange. outs are the biggest problem. Yeah, definitely. The, the rings are way too small. I, way too small. Sometimes for a game about s- Star Wars. <laughs> like, yeah. this massive omnipresent universe and you can't go more than, like, six feet. <laughs> I, I played as Boba Fett and the jetpack like launched me oh. across the stage. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna ring out. Oh my god, I can't control this. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, the fact that every character has like a weapon 
really mm-hmm. only works for some of them. <laughs> like Luke Skywalker has no moves when he doesn't have his lightsaber no. out. Um, which is a problem. Uh, or Thok, the Gamorrean guard, yep. just has his axe. Thork. He doesn't have yep. an alternate weapon. He doesn't have an unarmed weapon. No, it's just axe. That's it. It's just Man, hack love... and slash. There we go. Um, Simple. Um, so what you want to do if you're playing arcade mode, here's the strat. You pray, you go up against... Because uh, the AI gets harder as you go down. Mm-hmm. So you pray one of your later fights is against like Han Solo or someone. Because then the AI is going to cycle pulling out the blaster and putting it away. And that's how you get off your combos. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a strange decision. What, what did y'all think of the environments? Because at the very least, I was like, oh, that's cute. There's a Dagobah. Yeah, you, ca- you kind of... It, it taps into that Star Wars part of my brain where it, I, I get to recognize things I like from movies I like. Yeah, it's and weird. It's not, oh, it's I not, remember that. Why isn't there a Tatooine <laughs> stage? Or I guess wanna, there's like... Fight the in the course. sand? The Rancor oh. pit? But you could be yeah. like like Monday night brawl at the cantina. Like they uh, have the a cantina ring set up. on stage. Yeah, yeah. and you be, can see uh, the band in the background playing jizz, which is the canonical yeah, name. Yeah, figuring down the mo- the nodal modes. Yeah, <laughs> we got a Star Wars uh, fan. We got a jizz whaler over here, everybody. <laughs> um, so you mentioned there's unlockable slave Leia bikini, you know. Mm. You can also unlock Darth Vader, but you have to beat story mode, I think, with all the characters. You can also get um, Mara Jade, Just... which is surprising. Yeah. Who yeah. is, if That's, you don't... Yep. It, e- uh, EU. Like, old EU. No- novel character. Yeah, Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker's wife. Yes. Um, yeah. There's also another Mandalorian you can unlock. I forget his name. Uh Oh, dude. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, it's he's not a Mandalorian. Literally, I looked him up. His purpose is, oh, and his name Jodo is Cast. fucking Jodo Cast. Okay, he's literally just a recolor of Boba Fett. It's just another guy. Basically, he showed up in EU when it was like kind of ambiguous if mm. Boba Fett was dead. I oh, see, okay. I see. Okay, so um, from what I can tell, Mara Jade is just a Luke clone and Big Slave Super. Leia is just a Leia clone. <laughs> I kind of want to play Stormtrooper. Is that weird? Stormtrooper is, like Storm is a Han Solo clone. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> a gunslinger in a fighting game. What a world we live in. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's most Netherrealm games these days. Hey-oh. Right. Um, Damn. Uh, Got him. The zoning is weird in this game because the hitboxes are shit. Uh, particularly yep. for the lightsaber-wielding characters. Because I swear, you guys didn't get to Darth Vader, I can tell. Uh, mm-hmm. But sometimes <laughs> you can you can be a full foot outside of his reach, but his lightsaber just extends. It literally extends to hit you. It's damn such magnanimous bullshit. Um, all right. Two two things I want to yes. mention. I, I'm going to mention two things have nothing to do with this game because fuck this game. Number one, <laughs> there is a <laughs> there is a really really good uh, game starring. Uh, Mara Jade, which is the expansion to um, Star Wars Dark Forces uh, Two right. uh, Jedi Knight, and is she she's the star of the expansion pack where she's a Sith and she's going through this stuff. So you get some cool Sith. Powers. Yeah, it's weird. Very good game. Would highly recommend. Yeah, I've got actually two things to go on that because the inclusion of Mara Jade did throw me for a loop because she is a book character. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's weird. I don't think they would do that now, per se. 
you know no they would be no, like a disney fighter would they not. would make the no, mara jade ju- it'd be just the movies they would do the mara jade yeah. disney plus show and then yeah. include her in the fight <laughs> and then invite her yeah whatever makes more money whatever keeps the old fans happy and the redditors are at bay <laughs> exactly yeah they'll just name drop anything remember thon <laughs> yeah well that's yeah. It, they are definitely building well, up i was searching for, for a upcoming show i was searching to see if like Thok Hor Arden Lin came back in like any mm. expanded material. And when I searched Arden Lin, I saw a fra- I saw an autocomplete that chilled me to the bone. It was like Arden oh, Lin Book of Boba Fett. No. <laughs> and that's I was like, the, that's, that is why these shows exist. <laughs> they reference Terrace Cassie again in uh, in, uh, uh Obi Wan, I believe. Yes, they do some, they yeah, do the solo because it comes solo, from Star um, Wars, yeah. It comes from Shadows of the Empire, which is like the one good EU book. Sorry, the Thrawn yeah. trilogy is also good. The trilogy, but, you know. yeah. Um, are we? Are is this podcast anti EU? I I'm pro EU no. for things. Yeah. I'm anti EU fans. <laughs> I agree with this. I, I I can agree. There's like three things I'd keep in the EU. Yeah. And, here's how yeah. you know and or, or the games i like the games here's how you know this was made in a different time in the star wars fan base if this yeah. had come out today everyone would be like well why can't you play as the emperor yeah why can't you be gasgano He's from the, episode one the, the emperor's racer. the strongest sith you should be able to play as him right in the fighting game i'm a de- i'm <laughs> I'm gonna defend that real quick. I don't think this game should be canon, and they should throw in any fucking character. <laughs> I know this game came out like before the prequels. I want you to play as Yoda. Let me play as Obi Wan. Yeah. What the fuck is? What the if fuck it was is just a shit? few more years later, Jar Jar would be a character. Jar Jar versus Watto versus oh Jabba the Hutt. Come on. Yeah. Oh the yeah. Dream. Yeah. Salacious Crumb versus. I want Jabba the uh, Hutt and Mac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A rancor versus some pit droids. Yeah. Go wild with it. Yeah. I'm surprised a Wampa isn't playable. That would have been good. That's a good idea. Yeah. That would have been a good one. Because Chewbacca... <laughs> if only we could go back in time. Chewbacca, not satisfying to play in this game. Not really. Nope. I'm just going to gonna throw... It's very... It, it's both a safe and underwhelming roster. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah it is just kind of like here are the main characters you remember and then here are some of like the more interesting aliens you would remember the ones we can remember wielding melee weapons everyone's favorite gamorian <laughs> god thought how could we pick how could we pick a favorite <laughs> clearly the left one <laughs> the left, <laughs> left gamorian not god. the one Quick. that was eaten no, the other no. one. Pre, pre. Fun fact: Again, going into EU, you know the Gamorrean that was eaten has a children's book about him. <laughs> of course it does. I'm. <laughs> oh, I'd read it. Uh, wow. what else? We're 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 digging for this game. What else? <laughs> okay, so the super moves are all br- busted in that they broken. Ha- I can't pull them off. <laughs> Oh, oh, I... Can you explain to me how the super meter works? Because the super meter was really baffling. So the yeah. super meter... Let me... Let the expert chime in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because I beat this twice. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, it's all uh, quarter circle back for most characters. And then it's just one of the face buttons, usually like square or triangle, at right. least from like the few I played. Uh, most characters have a one meter burn, a two meter, and then like the full bar. And the full bar right. is always like some sort of seeking deal half your health projectile bullshit. 
Uh, the reason why Thok, uh, not Thok, Horror is good is because his <laughs> startup is a, like, he just spins at you with his staff for, like, seven hits. Then he shoots out a bunch of seeking projectiles. So if you time it right, you can get them for basically their entire uh, health bar. Damn. Is that the meta? Is he S tier? I think I think Horror is What's... pretty S tier. <laughs> Um, you know, Darth Vader by, by cadence of the fact he can just throw mm. out lightning for free. Uh, <laughs> that's not a cannon. Darth Vader can't shoot out lightning. It's, it's worse. He doesn't, he doesn't even do like the lightning from the hands. It's like a lightning bolt comes down from above. It's like Pikachu's what? down like Pikachu in smash. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is not canon. Boba Fett. If I was George Lucas, I'd shake my head. Boba Fett can <laughs> shoot a, shoot a seeking rocket anytime for free. He can also do uh, oh. Raiden's get up and There's no like unique characters like because like I, like the reason why for like a Yoda or even like a fucking Max Rebo is like yeah I want variation. All the characters, <laughs> are the all same. of the characters are roughly the same. It's just yes. humanoids at like six foot. <laughs> they all have the same win animation where they turn their back to the camera and say something. Like, Luke will say, oh, easier than shooting Womp Rats back home. I wanted to see if they got the official actors, but I don't think there's any way. I, I think you could no. gas. You like, could not have gotten Harrison Ford to do this. You, no, you're, <laughs> there, no, no there is no amount of money you could get that man I'm out fairly of certain you could gaslight him now about it, though. Yeah, 100%. Anthony, Anthony Daniels in uh, his C-3PO costume, and I'd play as him. I would have C-3PO riding on R2. Nice. Yep. <laughs> Doing the windmill. Fighting games should be wacky. Yeah, this, this game's way too grounded. Did yes. you ever? Did you guys ever no play uh, the PS2 game uh, for Revenge of the Sith? Yes, no. because there yes, was like a bonus fighting game yes. within that, like a Jedi duel mode, which really? was quite yes, good, if I remember. Yes. It's super good because basically, basically the normal base game is like uh, ju you're a Jedi, you're Anakin Skywalker or whatever mm -hmm. Obi Wan. I think the missions change, yeah. but like the the combat was really intricate mm -hmm. and the basically in their off time, yeah, they, there was a lot of force mechanics, the really complex move sets. So in their off time, the developers like you know late at night would basically craft a fighting game mode, which would put the different models together and sort of weave those combos because the combos were already there the characters were already mm. there it all functioned mm. so it, it was just a matter of coats of paint and arenas you know so it was yeah it's a really good so game. you're saying mm. we could have played that we could have played that we could have but we did <laughs> could have been general grievous versus obi-wan or something <laughs> yeah damn dog i'm surprised we, we there aren't broken time. force moves in this game vader doesn't yeah. have a force joke it's just lightning from from the sky from God Himself. Uh, did you guys figure out how to do the alternate costumes? No, <laughs> you, absolutely not. <laughs> you hold down L two on the character select, and let me tell oh. you, you can have Chewbacca or slightly redder for Chewbacca. Oh my gosh, I like I like Luke's though because at least he goes from fucking Hoth to yeah. Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that, Luke in his slick, black the outfit, slick black, yeah, with the green lightsaber. That's good. Yeah, that's the ideal. Luke peak. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Yeah, we're uh, yeah we're bro winding. Brogan, Brogan, you were a you were a Thok main. What drew you to him? 
Why? Why also went Thog? Why? I think it was just because like it's such a strange it's character. Appeal, it's a strange character to choose in a fighting game. You, as the Gamorrean guard. You could say it's the raw animal magnetism. If you tap down three times, then hit triangle, he grows. <laughs> I don't. Is that canon? He's so stupid. Can Gamorreans yeah, do that? Yeah, yeah. It's in a book somewhere. <laughs> Jack's the resident Star Wars expert. <laughs> I'm currently writing a novel on Doc himself. <laughs> there we go. Thank God. Someone's gonna do it. They would have done that too, and he would have had an action figure. I'm sure Thok has an action. Can you figure. imagine how differently Empire Strikes Back would be if this was canon? If it's central, it, central on Thok. It, it's like it's like Mortal Kombat. The Emperor's like, all right. No more war. We're going to hold a tournament up <laughs> on <this> competition. Yeah. <laughs> I right. recruited. Duke it out. Vader versus Gamorrean Guard. Luke versus Chewbacca. Yeah. I would watch that Star Wars movie. I would watch that fan film. Mm. Enter the Dragon, but make it Star Wars. Yes, please. Um, I, I made this. Uh, Terrace Kasi is literally just finished for Steel Hand. So this yeah. is just straight up Tekken King of Iron <laughs> Fist. If they had done a sequel, like on the PS2. Yeah, so into into prequel era. Yeah, into prequel era. <laughs> do you think they would have just had prequel characters, or you would have been able to do, like, Luke versus... Yeah, you they'd, they'd bring in the old boys as well, because you need to have Han Solo versus uh, Dexter Jetser, the, uh, <laughs> the cafe diner well, owner from Attack of the He's Glass. got his four arms, though. Exactly. He's like Gorg. He could like be proper fun. And he would pull out a broom as his weapon. Oh, yeah. that'd be so good. All right. Um, I would want an Ewok. Why aren't Ewoks? A, you know a what? There's like a little mini Ewok. game. Oh, like There's... several Ewoks stacked on top yeah. of each other <laughs> in the trench coat. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> an Ewok and a Jawa, and they smack like ice you climbers. with each other. <laughs> Yeah, like ice climbers. Yeah, <laughs> that's that'd be fun. That'd be fun if Disney yeah. wasn't so precious about their rights these days. Um, we could have an ice climbers Star Wars game. Yeah, I don't think Star Wars is silly now, though. I think everything I've no. seen is Star Wars is very serious. They wanted to make it all prestigious now. Bring back Super Bombad Racing for the PS2. That's what I say. Yeah. That's a good. If only How... we played that. Shit. All right. <laughs> next time. Next time. I'm right. always back for Star Wars. <laughs> Real talk. Or um, Star Star Wars Demolition. I think it was like a vehicular destruction combat game. That I think. What I if was... we play a good Star Wars game next time? What if? We're gonna play not. Yoda stories. Ooh. Premise DOS. I'm sold. Murph, be careful how much you joke. I... <laughs> careful what you wish for. Okay. Um, you know what we should have done? God damn it, I just now realized the perfect intersection. Jack loves Star Wars, he loves music, we should have done Star Wars Connect. I was thinking that, I was thinking about Jason Derulo's <laughs> riding solo with Han Solo, or was Lando Carizian dancing. Yes, uh, it's, a, it's a parody of riding solo. Now that I'm free, yeah. Tell me get myself together, now I got myself together. Now I made it through the weather Better days are gonna get better I'm so happy The current night is gone I'm moving on I'm so happy that it's over now The pain is gone I'm putting on my shades To cover up my eyes I'm jumping
Uh, I'm Han I Solo. I'm Han Solo. I Solo. That is just one of the strangest artifacts. It's, yeah. Bring back that era of Star Wars games where we'll just make everything and anything. Yeah. Um. Is this episode done? I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> me watching, right, me no, watching Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, I just want to apologize for this episode. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with this episode. What are you talking about? This is. I. It's not. Is it, if there's anything wrong with it, it's not because of you. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, we talked about the <laughs> roster. We talked about the mechanics. Um. Talked about. I wish there was a better. I wish the weapon system was better. I do. Or just more Seriously. thought out. Weapons feel like, yeah. It's weapons feel like a, like a balancing very... system. You remember? It just comes across as gimmicky for each character. Yeah, you remember the period yeah. of Mortal Kombat where they're like every character has three weapons they can switch to on the fly. It's so dumb. Um, yeah, that just made everything way too. Con- Are there? I can't even think of like any current fighting games that have a weapon system. Uh, I guess Smash with items, but that don't count. Yeah, yeah. Basically, because ultimately, what it boils down to is like, what does the meta suggest you use for your fucking weapon? Oh, this. Well, then you should use that. You know, like, otherwise, there's no reason to like switch between them. You know, which is what happens in this game. Like, they kind of get clever with the projectile characters being like, oh, you can do projectiles when you have your weapon out, um, and do zoning. But if you want to get in close, you have to put it away and do hand combos. The issue is, is that it's the arenas are small, so it's so easy to close the distance and always be in melee range. And also, the AI isn't programmed to zone. Uh, uh, this game yeah, should have had a bigger budget, so it has FMV cutscenes. Yeah. Before- well, let me ask you: do you, do you guys think Star Wars should have a better fighting game? Like, like a current could one. a Terrace Kissy come out now and yeah, like... I, I, I think I, mean, I just don't know how you'd balance it because there are such a wide range of characters that people would want to play. Yeah, um, turning it into like a fighter where everyone's about six foot and you know could, doesn't it like there's like a power balance is interesting. Yeah. So this is why you make a Smash Bros. clone. Clearly, I think I think kidding. the 3D fighting works for star wars and i couldn't put my finger on why um is it because of the sword play yeah i think like the the star like the fighting game is just like battlefront 2 when you have two people that have unlocked like the hero characters you know like an arena fighter i think would work for star wars Mm. um but you know it's star wars not star (laughs) scuffle star scuffle was the original title i believe but yeah did not test well yeah would you play a star trek fighting game now that's interesting (laughs) wolf versus (laughs) spock maybe but yeah i don't know understand like the the secondary powers that are played here because busted because you can just do the nerve pinch nerve pinch yeah it's an insta kill Uh, kirk kirk can throw rocks with his shirt off (laughs) um 
Yeah, that's uh, interesting. You could do Klingons versus the You would have, um, oh god, why am I forgetting him? My favorite character. Um, the bartender <laughs> in Deep Space Nine. Um, the, uh, the uh, Quark. 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 Yeah, you yeah. would have him, but he just pays people to fight for him. He's a puppet ah, character. Yeah, see, Intri- intrinsic to the actual character from the show. That's that's what we, yeah. that's what we like. Rather than just everyone is a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> um, this game should have had Indiana Jones as an unlockable character. Yes, I agree. That was my favorite part of Lego Star Wars is getting Indiana Jones. Mm. Lego I Star like, Wars. Oh I also gosh, did fighting so game cool. stuff and just not like you know. I would get in the cantina and start shit. <laughs> and just stop them... roughing people up. Yeah. yeah, and I would get them to hit other characters, which just turned into a big fight. Yeah. All right. Steven, Jack. Steven, Jack, we're all here. <laughs> if Steven, Stack. I'm adding Steven to the call. Mr. Stack, please. <laughs> oh, I did mention that I was uh, recording a podcast about this game. And of course, Steven being Steven was like, oh, wow, I love that game. <laughs> <laughs> or I've played that game in his youth. Uh, and I obviously had never heard of it before. So that was fun. This explains a lot of your behavior. <laughs> um where where can we find you me i am on the internet in several different places uh you can listen to my podcast i do with steven the stacks um we have a patreon the stacks on film uh you can listen to my music if you want to on Bandcamp, spotify or anywhere that's at 10 second beats so that's one zero ten like the number yeah and then second beats i'm also on twitter and letterboxd and all those good things under jack davenport without the vowels which is jck dvmprt because i like to be cryptic and have people have trouble <laughs> finding me online yeah uh you should everyone should go subscribe to the stacks uh patreon because then you get the uh the movie commentaries <laughs> Oh, yeah, we are having some fun watching movies and trying to think of things to say at the same time. Yes, I I greatly enjoyed the Jurassic Park 3 one and the (laughs) Queen's Corgi. Yes, uh, we've got some fun ones coming up this month, including Batman and Robin, a movie that is going to be longer than I remember. You can perfectly calculate the point where you and Steven check out of the Queen's Corgi. Oh, yeah, (laughs) it's probably about 10 minutes for Steven and like 40 minutes for me, but... (laughs) Um, and then... Also, it's Arnie month! It is. It's Arnie month. That's why we're doing Batman & Robin, and we've just done The Terminator, so and we've done Commando, and we did Hercules, Hercules in New York. Hercules in New York, a film that is barely a film. But we did it, <laughs> and I've seen it, and... That's the one where he's dubbed, Arnie right? Bros. Yes, Wait, absolutely. Are, are you guys going to do Pumping Iron? I, I do need to see it. I don't know if we'll cover it in any sort of regard, but I would like I would... to see it. I would highly recommend at least watching it. You don't have to cover it. I would highly yeah, yeah. recommend just watching it. Just for like context it. it's, it's a very of who this game. man is. Yeah. yeah what about exactly. a, an Arnie fighting game? Now that's something. Have all different versions <laughs> of Arnie throughout his career. I'm you from the future. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm very disappointed. I've I've popped this out in the in the Twin Geeks Discord many times. I'm very disappointed no one's picked up Schwartz in November. <laughs> Next you year. You keep pushing Next it, but it... <laughs> let it die, Mark. We'll set the campaign out now. It's happening. See, you ended, I'm, I'm on board. you ended by doing escape plan, and then you transfer escape into, into Stallone Simber. Ah, very good. 
Uh, there should be an Expendables fighting game. There, I said it. Oh, Jet Li versus there Jason Statham. That's good. I'd play that. I would play that. It would handle remember, horribly, but I, I'd enjoy it. Remember in Expendables 2 when Chuck Norris shows up and says a Chuck mm. Norris joke? Oh, man. So I, I was saying oh this to Stephen the other day. I might go back and rewatch those Expendable movies because I've not seen them in like <laughs> 10 years and I don't remember anything. And that sounds like something that I would laugh at and rate two stars on Letterboxd. I but. think the second one it, was better because it has um, Dolph Lundgren? No. Yeah, that sounds about yes, right. Yes, it does. Who's have the villain? Dolph. Yeah. Literally named Villain. Villain? <laughs> and him and, him and Stallone beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> Cool. Is Steven Seagal in them? I don't. I assume so. At some point, everyone's in. I think I'm in them at some point. Yeah. Damn. Oh, it's Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, I would main Jean-Claude Van Damme Mm -hmm. if there was an Expendables fighting game. Yeah. To to go back to Street Fighter the movie the game a a a blood sport fighting game. Ooh, that Mm -hmm. sounds good too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh. You know, uh, Broken, where can we find you? <laughs> oh my god, bro. You shouldn't be. Uh, I, have, I have a YouTube channel. I have a Twitter channel. We have a YouTube channel, but we're going to start putting stuff on it and start promoting Things other eventually. than Resident Evil compilations. <laughs> Rankings. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're going we're gonna to develop that and flesh that out. Cool. Um, I have a Twitter. And this podcast, this podcast is the baby. Yeah, it's it's the child because otherwise we can't do anything because we have to play it, a game every two You gave it Masters of Terras Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> Terras Cassie is tough love for the baby. Uh, it's like, it's like vegetables. You know, it's kind of good for <laughs> exactly. it, but it doesn't like it. Builds character. Yeah. <laughs> we grow as people. Uh, I have a new podcast. Yeah, uh, that I did. Uh, you did. I heard it. It was so good. I did with Fru. Uh, this podcast is a bad idea. <laughs> um, Which is a lie. I think yeah. it's quite a good idea. Yes, maybe, uh, where we look at different uh, internet fandoms and such. The first episode is on like original creepy pastas and where are they now? Mm. Um, <laughs> where but, are they now? Uh, so my pitch for the podcast that it got shot down was I wanted every episode to only release around holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was a bad idea, but we are doing a Thanksgiving episode uh, where we oh, cool. look at the uh, the fan base around James Cameron's Avatar. Oh wow! Ooh. A deep dive, a Louis Theroux deep dive into and the, what the psyche they, of the avatars. What have they been doing? You know, <laughs> for thirteen years <laughs> waiting. I bet they're hyped. I bet no, they're hyped they, as fuck. They are. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's that one's turning interesting. I'm finding some very strange. <laughs> Avenues. I can imagine. Um, but yeah, look forward to that. Uh, subscribe to all of us, mm. or else. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna or send else. Thok to your house. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a Twin Geeks Discord. Uh, Brendan advertised it one time. I was like, oh shit, we should totally mm. advertise the Twin Geeks Discord. If y'all want to talk with us, we talk there a good bit. We- we talk I mainly stay on the gif- video game channel. We post but- gifts. You watch <laughs> uh, Broken Changes Avatar every week. Dude, I love changing my avatar, dog. It's so good. Uh, what game are we playing next, Murph? Uh, you know, we're looking at a bit of an obscure title. Um, I do- It's from this indie developer at the time. I think they were called Naughty Dog. 
Ooh. Uh, and we're going to look at uh, the original Jack and Dexter, the precursor <laughs> legacy. Why Why on earth did I agree to this episode <laughs> when Jack and Daxter was around the corner? <laughs> oh, that's a great game. You'll have fun with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. If only you were on that one. <laughs> a Jack and Daxter fighting game. Jack versus Daxter. They did that. It was PlayStation All-Stars. Oh, wow. <laughs> Remember that? We didn't mention that during the Variety Minute. We fucked up. That had Fat Princess, that iconic Sony mascot. <laughs> what? Dude, I loved Fat Princess as a game. What is That's a fun and you could play Princess. as Cole and Evil Cole. <laughs> had Sir Dan and Parappa. Yep. And uh, Isaac from Let's Dead just... Space. You know, the infamous Isaac's not game. in it, Dead but Space. you can play as Heihachi and Big Daddy. Let's just name the entire roster of PlayStation All-Star. Isaac is in it. Isaac, I'm pretty sure Isaac's DLC. Was he? Okay. I'm pretty sure, yes. All right. Well, everyone, sure. everyone like in 80%. the comments, tell Broken if he's wrong or not. <laughs> okay. There we go. Thank you so much. Uh, clearly, Murph was an evil coal man. I think we're done. <laughs> All right. It's, it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's out. Oh, I didn't mention the stupid, horrible transitions in this game. It's done. It's done.